0: Hi, my name's Steven.
1: I'm the little brother. My name's Kevin. I'm the middle brother. My name's David. I'm the biggest, biggest of all the brothers.
0: This is the Brothers Born podcast. Uh, the three of us don't see each other very often, so we decided that this is how we're going to hang out. We hope that y'all like listening. All right. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to the Brothers Born Podcast. The three of us are together again, and we're really excited. Um, We're going to finish up our Unlikely Throwdowns mashup series today with a ring match, a battle royale of six different characters. My two characters, I think, reasonably could work together. In fact, they have worked together in certain Marvel comics. I have The Punisher and Captain America. Uh, my
2: characters are unlikely to have worked together. An account that I have um, the Kool Aid Man and uh, BB8 <laughs> from Excellent. Star Wars. So <laughs> <laughs> they're both roundish.
0: I guess there's that going. They're both fun characters for sure.
1: <laughs> my characters. I don't think anyone in the history of anyone would put them together <laughs> because I have the most. What people think is the most useless Pokemon ever, Magikarp. Paired up with the planet eater himself, Unicron from the Transformers um, galaxy. So let's talk about proportions here
0: for a second. So, like the proportion of Unicron to Magikarp, is that equivalent to like us
1: and like a blood cell? Like, what is like the, <laughs> the size difference well, there? see, to me, I don't even know if Unicron would realize that Magikarp exists. <laughs> because in my um, learnings, I've discovered that unicron has a size anywhere between i mean depending what generation or what's whatever universe you go to he's usually considered to be about a thousand kilometers diameter but in the comics i guess he's up to 120,000 kilometers diameter which is the size of saturn and then i know just from the basic clips i've seen of the cartoon that you can hold a magic carp in your hand so yeah i would say (laughs) i would say that's a good estimate what you said steven
0: even the small version of unicron would uh <laughs> would a magic card yeah. when you wouldn't even notice him <laughs> what, what i don't
2: know is if they're all supposed to be fighting in a ring what si- what kind of ring are we using where are unicron <laughs> it's
0: it's the ring of the cosmos i don't know <laughs> the rings of saturn
1: yes sir. <laughs> let's see um i think that each of us should maybe give a little background on our characters and and uh then we'll just go from there and see how this wild, wild fantasy battle is, is gonna is gonna play out. So, Kevin, introduce your characters first. Go.
2: All right. Well. Um. So I have. Let's start with Kool Aid Man. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. So Kool Aid Man was a uh, first first appeared in July tenth, nineteen fifty four, but wasn't official until July twenty sixth, nineteen seventy four, and he uh, basically is able to give people Kool-Aid whenever they want. That's okay. that's pretty down. much he's it. That's all, we're done. that's all he's got. That's all he's got. You know, the kids are like, hey, we're thirsty and then Kool-Aid man busts through the wall or the fence or whatever area is, whatever barrier is between them and him, and he says, Oh yeah.
1: And so he brings
2: Kool Aid. Quick he question. Gives,
1: then he gives himself to them. What a <laughs> no, what a kind no, guy. He,
2: that's true. Well, he doesn't actually pour the Kool-Aid from him inside the cup. He, he already has like Kool-Aid for them. But
1: he could self-generate
0: Kool-Aid. like It's nobody, just out of nowhere, man. It's,
2: that's true. And I think the important thing is, is it seems that any barrier between him and people desiring Kool-Aid is no obstacle. <laughs> that's what I was
0: going to as ask you. So, so any I'm, barrier at all, anything he, he could cut, he could bust through anything. <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking. There's not really a whole lot of information on Kool-Aid, man. I, I like that there, idea. I
1: like apparently, that idea.
2: there was a video game for the Atari like at one point, but...
1: I, I thought oh. he was in a comic book, too.
2: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, okay. he was in a, a Marvel comic book. But I haven't been able to find any information on the stories or what his abilities were in either the video game or the comic book. So his
1: abilities.
0: If he could bust through literally anything, that actually makes him pretty powerful. I mean, he could just bust through Unicron back and forth, you know? Like.
1: and I'm thinking like, he could probably, the liquid that's inside of him, he could deceive someone maybe and make it some kind of poison or something that, Ooh. you know... Would, would hurt some other or if he's in battle or whatever or on the flip side he could make it like some kind of healing elixir or something like that well
2: you kind of have a point because like all those cults and stuff back in the day would like you know commit mass suicide by drinking the kool-aid you know they laced with whatever so you know you might have something going there but i don't think kool-aid man would do that though because no he's too nice that's not not his style
1: no that's true
2: all right who's your other character so my other one is bb8 from star wars um there's like a novel worth of information on this robot and all the battles and stuff that he's taking part in, but not a whole lot of information on, I'm, I'm using Wikipedia by the way, but not a lot of information on, um, what he actually does. <laughs> Meaning like all his list is his equipment, which is that it's all stored in swappable circuit circular tool bay discs. <laughs> he's got like an arc welder that might come in handy against Unicron. <laughs> um, it's a true. welding torch, a hollow projector. Now he is an astromech droid, so that means he can like open, you know, doors and hack into computers and stuff. Oh, that'd be
0: helpful for sure. So yeah, <laughs> that could
2: be helpful. But BB8's been through a lot, man. Like no joke. <laughs> he's been in a lot of battles. He's
1: had a couple well,
2: only really one owner, which is Poe Dameron, but he's has a lot of friends. But he's well, the he biggest
1: soon he's he's gonna be up there with uh, R2 D2 as far as his history eventually. R two D two's uh, been through the whole thing,
2: but yeah, it's true. He already kind of is, but he has more personality than R two D two does. Um, actually, uh, even Poe Dameron, his owner, kind of makes a comment about how he he doesn't really f- seem to follow like a normal programming for a droid. And, he's and he actually likes to
1: roll. He does roll. It, well. He does
2: like to roll, but he, he's actually he's actually able to be. He seems to be more sentient, sentient than a lot of the other droids are. Like he can kind of think for himself and come up with um, his own solutions to things.
1: All right. Well, since Steven has the most. Uh, believable character combination. We'll let him go last. I'll go next if you gents are okay with that. (laughs) That's fine. I'll start with uh, Magikarp. Now, most people believe that Magikarp is the weakest Pokemon, the most useless of all time, which is kind of mean, man, that they all call him useless. I've done a little bit of research, i.e. YouTube videos on uh, Magikarp. So and there's there's a couple different ideas out there about him. But really, even though a lot of people think he's useless, in some lenses he could be considered one of the most powerful pokemon go to the ocean pretty much wherever you go magikarp is there like they're all over the ocean they rule the ocean right there's millions of them in there and they work together they can pretty much take over the whole ocean they're prey like they everyone is their prey like they can they own the ocean they're very determined magikarp comes from a, a japanese legend where it's this koi fish and he he just keeps flopping around to try to there's this big huge waterfall school of koi fish a lot of them leave because they can't cross the waterfall but a few of them stay they're flopping around flopping around to get over this waterfall and even some of the gods of the area like they make the waterfall bigger and bigger and bigger but eventually the koi is able to get all the way on top of the waterfall takes them 100 years but that one finally the one koi left gets up there after 100 years of flopping around and he becomes this great dragon um, this golden dragon which um, is the same with the Magikarp, right? They just flop around, flop around, flop around. But eventually, if they're able to, I don't know which video game it was. You guys know better than me. But in the video game, he's able to, if he gets over the waterfall or if he's helped over the waterfall, eventually he'll turn into this, uh, is it Gyarados? Gyarados, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gyarados is pretty And that's That's a very powerful Pokemon, Gyarados
1: is. Right. Determination, man. They work together in schools and they're able to, get the job done like it took this koi 100 years to become a dragon but if the magic carp keeps working at it i've heard i think i read somewhere where they can jump the height of a mountain if they work hard enough interesting so at least in my research that's what i found out about magic which actually, i learned
0: i learned more about magic carp in the last two minutes than i think i ever knew before <laughs> yeah i know that's that's crazy
1: <laughs> well i thought it was cool that it came from that japanese legend at least this guy on youtube said so i so that's my spiel on Magikarp. I think he, uh, working together, he could be quite powerful. And a lot of people don't even—they overlook him. They don't think he—they think he's worthless, but really, he's not. Now, Unicron, on the other hand, um, very powerful being. Most of my knowledge on Unicron comes from the movie, where I, I just always see um, them flying inside of his eyes, and then opening up that matrix inside and. You see this smoke coming out of him. And then doesn't his head become like the moon of Cybertron or something? <laughs> yeah, Oh,
2: no, yeah, the cartoon he does.
1: But uh, So that's my main knowledge of Unicron. But I looked up a lot about him. And Unicron, he, he's able to take his thoughts and put them in his hate and put it into other Transformers to make them carry out his bidding. Um, he's able to take a world and just eat it like just destroy it chomp um, a moon he destroys a couple moons in the movie right just they're gone the moon of cyber Charm. puts his hand on it destroys it so he's this massive being um so much power and he's powered by his hatred which is pretty great because he just hates everything and he makes everyone do his bidding um like i said earlier his head at one point becomes a moon Eventually, they kick it out of its orbit, I guess, in the comics or something. But um, his head gets, ends up on this planet called the Planet of Junk. And even his head, is, he's able to be so manipulative that his head itself can command the native people. They call them Junktonians, I think. But The native uh, the Junkians? Yeah, on this or- planet to build <laughs> him a new body while his head's sitting there.
0: Is that like in the movie that the, the Weird Al it, guy. guy's? I can't remember
1: who who voiced they, the menu. They had
0: a he funny played. voice, yeah. And they, I think they like really. Oh, it was Eric Idle. Was. Eric funny Idle. mustaches That's as well.
1: True. But um, like he he commands these robots to build him a new body. He's just a head. He commands them to build a new body. They do it. So just the fact that he has so much hate, and he's able to control everyone with that hate, I think just makes him unbelievably powerful the only weakness he has of course is the matrix but you got to get close enough to him and hot rod had to get inside of him to use the matrix and take care of him these two i think are interesting one is just you know works together overlooked but can become really powerful with determination the other one just super powerful super hateful imposes his will on everything well
0: i have the punisher and captain america i'm gonna start with captain america and I actually want to play a little game with you, too. How many different characters
1: have been Captain America? Do you think?
0: Uh, it's three. Okay, David, what are, your, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm not as good at, up on it as you guys. I only know of two, but I've heard maybe three. Winter Soldier, I think, in the comic becomes him for a while. See, I have a list of eleven, actually. Oh, okay. Sam Rogers, uh, Bucky, and then Falcon. Of so. Course. Yeah, Most the only ones I
2: know are Sam Rogers Falcon, and the in the Punisher was actually Captain America. Oh,
0: right. oh. I do want to. There's a couple that surprised me. It has Bucky Barnes. It has Sam Wilson. At one point in time, Scott Summers slash Cyclops took on the mantle of Captain America, which I thought was interesting. Hawkeye almost did. He didn't, but he was getting ready to. And there's one other really interesting one: Luke Cage and Jessica Jones' daughter Danielle Cage. Also, so. so yeah, there's a lot of different Captain Americas out there. But the OG, Steve Rogers himself, he was actually invented. He first appeared in 1941 in um,
2: yeah, it, the, the first, I do know this. comics. I do know this: the very first issue of Captain America. The cover featured him
0: punching Hitler in the face. Nice. nice. <laughs> and I, I'm looking at a cover of one of the old comic books and he's, like Kool-Aid Man, he's busting through a wall, but the wall just looks like a big newspaper. So it's not as impressive, but still cool. Uh, he's the captain. He, he unites the heroes in a unique way that no one else can. Captain America is a World War II veteran and uh, very dedicated to his country. My other character, also a veteran, the Punisher. A Vietnam veteran, if you're going by the old original Punisher, but um, and in recent stories, I think they've transitioned him into being like an Iraq, Iraq Afghanistan veteran. He first appeared in a Spider-Man comic book in 1974. He was a mercenary hired to assassinate Spider-Man, as I understand, and then they end up. He does not end up doing that. He ends up being, and the anti-hero that he is, he's relentless, man. He, I Kevin knows a lot about the Punisher but uh, I, I know a little bit and he's not really a superhero. He's just a human, a normal guy with a lot of, a lot of guns and a lot of hatred as
1: well. So like Batman, but not as much money.
2: Yeah, basically he's all like Batman. He's he's smart too. Like he can come up with, good, with a good battle plan. I would love to see those
0: two fight like for real, but, but the Punisher long story short in all the different versions, uh, his, his family dies uh, just because they're happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time either it's between two like gangs shooting at each other or some other crossfire and he's like all snap and he, from that point forward he takes it upon himself to punish every bad person and he doesn't just stop with like you know the obvious ones like uh murderers and like super criminals but he'll like if there's a dude robbing a convenience store he doesn't hold back he's like i'll get that guy too he punishes because that's because he's just really anti-evil but sometimes that there's not a whole lot of uh
1: forgiveness with the punisher so there's a way his (laughs) anti-evilness becomes evil himself yeah it's
0: kind of an ongoing theme throughout the comic books but there's what's interesting about the punisher in captain america is um, from what I understand from what I read, Frank Castle, The Punisher, actually really respects Captain America like a whole heck of a lot. Like He, he like would follow that man anywhere is kind of what I've read, at least on the little Wikipedia pages and stuff. Um, but in the Civil War story, in the comic book, not the movie, um, someone compares Captain America to Frank Castle and, and Steve Rogers is like, I will never be like him. I'm not like him at all. And they he considers himself very different from The Punisher. But I think... Their skill set is very similar. Um, the Punisher doesn't have the super soldier serum, but they both have soldier training and they're both very tactical. And they, I think they would really make a dynamite duo. I think the, whole, the worst thing, the hardest part about it is I think Steve Rogers, he's a very much a forgiving person. I think you would try and find an alternate solution, whereas the Punisher's like, nope, let's just smoke him. And so I think that's where they might be at odds sometimes, but as far as their skill level, I think they're pretty equal and they could do a lot of work together.
1: So to start this whole um, Royal rumble off, let's just paint a picture here where we'll say Unicron's coming to the earth. I mean, he's okay. always wanted to destroy the earth anyways, probably. So Unicron's coming to the earth and he's just, he's here ready to, ready to throw down some fools. And for some reason his first step is to use his hate to control the magic carp. So as I said earlier, there's millions of these magic carp. So now I have Unicron, right here outside the Earth's atmosphere, ready to grab his hand into the Earth. And then his magic carp right now are flopping around everywhere, <laughs> teaming up, jumping over mountains. We're ready to go. So what you guys got on this?
0: So oh, so the Punisher and Captain America are on some sort of reconnaissance mission of some sort. And they're actually on the ocean on a boat. And the Magikarp oh. are going crazy. They're like, what is going on here? And then uh, um, Steve Rogers looks to the sky and sees like a star or a planet thing. He's like, I've heard of this before. I think it might be Unicron. Bam.
2: All right. That's that's my introduction. I love how the Pokemon <laughs> Marvel and the Transformers are on the same universe at this point. Already <laughs> within
1: a minute. And then like during that time all of a sudden Punisher feels a smack on his face. What the heck? And obviously yeah. it's curve shitting him with the tail before and, you know, and
0: then, yeah, he take, He sees the magic It hits him in the face. It lands in the water. And he actually he doesn't even hold back. He takes his gun and shoots the water right away, trying to get the magic carp. Sure,
1: he'll uh, take out. He'll take out like five or six of them. Like not all the magic made it over that tall waterfall, but there's there's <laughs> safety numbers there. So good shy, but I don't think it's going to work on the magic they're fueled I mean, by Unicron's hate at this point. So Instead of to...
2: reconnaissance, can we switch it up so that Steve Rogers
0: and, and uh, Frank Castle are out fishing together? Yes, I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> they're Out fishing, fishing together. Is there? They're, they're part of some um, veterans' like uh, <laughs> recreational activity to help with their PTSD. All right. So, so this is going on, then and then PTSD. suddenly,
2: <laughs> and then suddenly, out of hyperspace, drops uh, Poe Dameron, X Men, or in his in his X wing, but um, it runs out of fuel, so he can't really do a whole lot. And he sees this giant planet destroying moon known as Unicron. So he's like, oh, snap, I got to get my resistance buddies over here. I don't know why he's on Earth in our galaxy, for some reason he is. Maybe he got lost. I don't know. So, um, and then BB 8 ejects himself out of the uh, X Wing, and BB 8's like, hey, I, you know, let
1: me check this out.
2: I'm going to do some reconnaissance. Did BB 8
1: land on unicorn? Unicron? Oh, he,
2: he's on his way to land on Unicron. Oh, no. Yeah, that's okay. it. No, 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 you know what? He does, him, how, how about this? Poe Dameron crashes on Unicron. So they're Ooh. both on there together, but Poe Dameron's kind of get knocked out, and BB-8 knows the only thing that's going um, to help uh, Poe to revive is that he gets some liquid in him. Therefore, uh, <laughs> BB-8 <laughs> the BB-8 elixir calls, BB-8 <laughs> calls upon the Kool Aid Man to bring <laughs> Poe Dameron Kool Aid. Okay, but, so that's how this all start hits gets to, uh, together.
1: Okay, so, so we got this massive battle going on with the Star Wars, the Pokemon, the Marvel universe. Uh, all these guys together and all of a sudden we got a big picture Kool-Aid happening too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, all right. Um, so is Kool-Aid Man there yet or are we like still kind of waiting? Is he still like, he has to be summoned. So I'm not sure if he comes yeah, in yeah, instantly. He's, he's, yeah, he's
2: going to have to be summoned. And you know, BBA doesn't, he only speaks droid speak. So he's not, you know, it's going to take a while for Kool-Aid Man to uh, get the transmission. Okay.
0: Know? Maybe I'm taking some creative liberties here, but ro- this, this rolled me on this. Um, so Captain America and, and the Punisher, they're, they're like, are oh, we gotta address this unicron situation? So they're going back to shore, and suddenly the water around them, around them turns red. Not red like blood, but red like Kool-Aid. <laughs> and it starts to like gather and pool, and then they see this big pitcher just come out of the water full of red fluid, and he just, just he's just, I don't know why, but he's floating up. <laughs> and like, what and, and Punishers is so dumbfounded. <laughs> he doesn't know what to he do. Say, oh, yeah. Yeah. He comes up, and as he's coming up slowly, he's like, "Oh." Yes, that's exactly what
1: happens.
0: <laughs> and they're like, like, they're just tripping now. They're like, what is going on? We got to go. Some crazy stuff is happening.
1: So this whole thing, like Unicron is just on top of this thing about to strike. Now, the one thing I think is negative about Unicron is he's so big. I feel like it takes him a little while to move because he's so many kilometers long. It takes him a while to get his arm onto the earth to like grab a fist out of there. So he's still he's he's ready to take care of the earth. He's got his hand right over Steve Rogers and um, the Punisher and all these Magikarp everywhere doing his bidding. And then I, I don't know where the Kool-Aid man comes. Obviously, the Magikarp are going to go in there, jump into the Kool-Aid man's pitcher, <laughs> and mess around with the man. They're going to flop around in there. They're going to destroy it, kind of distort what he's thinking. So score there for the Magikarp, I mean, obviously.
0: So how does Kool-Aid man handle that, the Magikarp well, coming well, into well, his well, pitcher?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but – I don't know. I mean, guess that's how they get on Unicron. But see, he's he's rising from the ocean because BB Eight has called to him to help his friend. Right? So Coolie <laughs> Man goes because BB 8s currently on Unicron. So Coolie Man goes towards BB Eight, and in doing so, busts a hole through Unicron's hand as it's coming down. On oh, Earth. Yeah, there! The <laughs> way between two. Yeah. So he busts through the. That, so, so Unicron,
1: you you're right. He can't move his hand out of the way because he's can't, he's not very agile. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So he's like oh yeah and then like his hand like explodes pretty much because kool-aid man comes are there still magikarp inside of his his pool of?
2: Kool-Aid? yeah there's still magic okay inside okay there.
1: So Sorry, not, what he not, doing about the magikarp problem i guess is what i, I don't mean. know but
2: now the magikarp are hella angry <laughs> 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 all
0: right all right so steve rogers and uh frank castle they're like they see this kool-aid man <laughs> with the full magikarp sending <laughs> into the sky and through the atmosphere and uh they're like and um Frank Castle was like, I don't know how we're going to get up there. Steve Rogers like, I know a guy. And <laughs> so through plenty of the other Avengers, let's just okay. say for the sake of accelerating the story, they find a rocket, whether it's Stark Industries or Danny Rand Industries or whatever. They get a rocket and they uh, or some sort of spacecraft and they're flying up too. I just want to get them up in the, where the where the, fro, the frame. Hold on a second though. I think so so there's a race between you
1: You're bringing in, well, I guess that's Steve Rogers' resources because you're bringing yeah. in other people. Yeah, I guess Steve Rogers would be able to do that. Yeah, it's, sure.
2: just, it's just part of the narrative. They're not actually part of the fight. Kind of yeah, like yeah, Coe is part of the narrative. Yeah, yeah,
1: narrative. I should have caught you in that so,
2: one, so now there's a race between Kool-Aid Man busting into space <laughs> to help uh, BB-8 and then Steve Rogers and a Punisher riding a rocket. Now, are they riding it like um, Dr. Strangelove style or are they like, you know, like cowboys on a horse, you know, like <laughs> – <laughs>
1: yes, but they obviously have that. these two—they can't get into the atmosphere. They're—they're they're powerful soldiers, but they're human. They yeah, no, no, he Genotron said they can be suits. up there in space because he's a planet.
0: They
2: got are in spacesuits.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, they, that solves everything. Fine yeah.
2: then.
1: <laughs> Even you're the winner, whatever. No.
0: So they're—they're they're in their space suits and they're riding this <laughs> rocket and they're. I'm going to say it's a spacecraft because a rocket, you don't have a whole lot of control over. And, and there's, there's something out there in the Marvel universe. So hold on, it's- let me
1: interject here. So right now in this battle on earth, the only two of our, the only scene left is still this big, huge Kool-Aid man. He's not quite ascended from, and then the magic carpet inside swimming around <laughs> inside <laughs> his uh, picture. Yeah, so no, but, he, right but, he's, but he's
2: like on his way to, he's already busted through Unicron's hand.
1: Yeah. Right. But Unicron's hand is still on its way to earth. So my thing is, is is Kool Aid Man trying to stop the Earth, help the Earth right now? Like no, he's he trying.
2: He's for... trying to reach PB
0: because he's called
2: for some Kool Aid.
1: Oh yeah, good good call. Sorry about
2: yeah.
0: that. Okay. So as the rocket passes the hand, that they, they see the hole there, and they they have they they haven't figured out what caused the hole, but like hey, this thing can be damaged, so they start firing some sort of ballistic at the hand as well, um, maybe putting a couple holes in it as well, slowing it down. It, they're slowing down but it's
2: not succeeding the hand with the giant hole and it's still headed towards the earth but luckily bb-8 <laughs> sees this and you know he, bb-8's a very caring droid he cares about this planet that he's never seen before so he uh immediately finds a uh, because you know in the star wars universe there's always like a um like a power source or like a ejection or like a Plug-in port, so BB Eight can you know do whatever. Yeah, but
1: Unicron's the size of a planet, dude. How's he gonna find it, man? It's gonna take him forever to find it. It, it just <laughs>
2: it's just conveniently it's just conveniently located where BB Eight happens to oh, be. Con-
1: conveniently, right? Yeah, yeah, because that's,
2: that's always how it goes in stars, anyway. So, dude, so Unicron he conven- one
1: hundred twenty thousand kilometers diameter, and he just it's like a Death Star.
2: Yeah, but the Death Star of Size of the Moon and even R2-D2 is like, oh, look, here's a thing I can plug myself into, like just out of nowhere. Yeah.
1: All right, well, fine. It's always he's, how it goes. He's, on. He's so, so a finds... sticky thing and trying to destroy yeah, Unicron's so or whatever. He
2: can't destroy Unicron, but he is able to override <clears> Unicron's um, arm, hand for just a moment to stop it from hitting the earth.
1: Okay, the hand. You got the hand out of it. But Unicron, with his ability, especially with droids and, and robots and stuff, he can... Send his hate to them, right? So through his wiring or whatever, couldn't he just push all this hate onto BB8? Hate onto BB8. It rhymes and everything. So wouldn't he be able to push <laughs> that hate onto BB8, and BB8 would then start turning his joining Unicron's quest and destroying the Earth it, with the Magic Card?
2: You do have a point. Initially, I'm like, well, they're not part of the same operating system. If that were the case, then BB8 wouldn't be able to hack into him anyway. So you have a good point how are you going to stop that i mean we got got the magic
1: carp inside kool-aid man flopping his kool-aid out (laughs) as they're jumping around kool-aid splashing everywhere and then you got you know unicron saying you are now doing my bidding putting his hate upon this poor innocent droid so i think right now my two characters are kind of in the lead but let's see what you guys got so
0: for the sake of the narrative you know Unicron's pushing out his hatred as evil or whatever and even though he's almost there He's targeting BB eight. I'm gonna say that, that and, wave magic <laughs> Yes. That wave of hatred is actually sprung onto the Punisher. Steve Rogers is so virtuous it wouldn't affect him, but um, the Punisher being the being the, the the line walker that he is, it hit him and he's like, Steve, I never understood why you have to protect the earth. You were just let's just uh ah. he just starts going like he gets kinda angry the way the Punisher that, does.
2: That's actually an interesting idea because in the um, in a. Uh, Punisher Max comic series, which is the best. Um, at one point, I think there's an issue where it's like the end of the world. And he basically ends, um, like there's a few remaining survivors on, in, like a, in a bunker after a nuclear war. And he goes to a bunker specifically to kill them so that there are no more people alive. So, so yes, obviously
1: right. his right. hate
0: grows deep. <laughs> He's, that is growing in him right now. And Steve, Steve is like, Frank, remember what you signed up for when you enlisted to serve our country.
1: We At to, that and, point, Punisher probably slaps him in the face. <laughs> Shut up! You so jerk. they're having
0: they're having a little bit of a dialogue there, <clears> and they're they're I'll be honest right now they're a little distracted, even though they're up in space trying to get this Unicron thing. They're a little distracted by this wave of hatred, and they're they're not focused as much as they ought to be. Um, See, so. that's
1: that's that's too bad for your team because right now those Magikarp are very focused on getting that laid <laughs> out. They're working together. <laughs> they're jumping and splashing all around yeah. you. But and, I don't know how. And, I don't know if they have any little magic spacesuits. So as the Kool Aid's coming out of the no, but um, Earth, I don't know if the magic
2: carp. Well, the magic out. carp don't really need oxygen like we do because we're oh, fish. So maybe the Kool Aid, because it's you know combined with the ocean, it allows and you know since Kool Aid Man is so magical, you know it. You know, the, the, the liquid within is able to sustain itself in the sense that you know it okay. still functions in space. so they're able to breathe you know in I'm the not water sure how
1: that works but we'll go with it, it
2: and, you know <laughs> pseudoscience is cool So so, so, Rogers and so he's still he's still headed towards BBA and since since uh, Frank Castle and Steve Rogers are arguing, they um, aren't really paying attention and their their spaceship crosses the path in front of kool-aid man. And Kool Aid Man don't care. He's just trying to get his Kool Aid off. So, so Kool Aid Man mind, busts. So he busts, Starts. He busts through the walls of the spaceship. So now we have a problem because um, the Punisher and uh, you know, Captain America, they have a big hole in their spaceship, and there's a bunch of these evil Magikarp, you know, flopping around. So you know now they have to contend with Kool Aid Man and Magikarp. So there's like a Plus little on battle top
1: of this. Plus, on top of this, yeah. Punisher's not even sure if his heart's in this mission anymore. He might be on Unicron's side now that we're thinking about it. Yeah.
2: So, so at this point, now they're like trying to fight off the magic art that are inside the Kool Aid Man. <laughs>
1: so so that's that's a good point you
0: know, that was enough of a distraction from the argument like that happened they're arguing then kool-aid man comes and al punisher's like what and he gets angry just shooting his guns but crazy style at the kool-aid man um does he put some holes in the glass like what's how how, how strong is kool-aid yeah. man's glass see
2: i'm thinking that he does because now kool-aid man's kind of he's he's slowed down because he's got his kool Aid oh, leaking out oh
1: no. <laughs> oh no
2: so so now he's like trying to fight you know he's because he just needs to get his kool-aid to bb8 so now he's trying to he's like trying to fight the punisher and um and captain america so now
1: we're in some kind of very disarray because right now unicorns got the advantage again not only is kool-aid man leaking everywhere i mean the magic carp are starting to flop out and float into the atmosphere now the ones that are falling out <laughs> with the kool-aid and then captain america and punisher they're worried about not floating away themselves and Um, and kool-aid man kind of it's like unicron putting his hate again he's coming out victorious right now (laughs) kool-aid has to get to bba or bba's hatred will not be reversed and he won't be able to save the situation so how are you going to get the kool-aid there now man magic flopping it out so Blue flying everywhere,
0: Steve Rogers. Even though there's no gravity in space, he's flinging his he's flinging his shield at Magikarp Carp and pinging them, and it's coming back to him still, just because it has to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he's
2: so he's taking out Magic Carp. Magic punching <laughs> Punisher in the face, or no, Kool Aid Man's punching Punisher in the face for putting holes in him. <laughs> <The> Unicron, <laughs> so at this, at this point, Unicron's already like snapped on the moon. We'll say just because it's something to add in there for no reason.
0: Now something really important happens here and i want to stress this the kool-aid coming out of kool-aid man somehow a little bit gets into frank castle's mouth oh and instantly okay. frank Castle's like calm and level-headed yeah because that's what kool yeah because that's cool he does so he's like steve captain steve stop stop we don't need to, we don't need to fight these people we don't need to fight not person we don't need to fight this thing
1: I had a pet goldfish when I was a kid. Don't attack him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our our real target is him, and he points to Unicron, and, and then, then um, some
1: kind of epic music, right there at that point. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then Steve Rogers, like he's like he's still kind of frantic. Kevin, can I take some creative liberties and say that Kool Aid Man gives Steve Rogers a cup of Kool Aid right now? Well, I mean, all I have
2: to do is say that he wants Kool Aid.
1: I need some of that beverage. So so, so the Punisher's like, no, no, because,
2: because the Punisher's tasted of the Kool-Aid and realizes how, you know, that's that's kind of restored him. He's like, man, I need more Kool-Aid. And then Kool-Aid Man's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he hands him a glass. So now yes. Kool-Aid Man's calmed down. He
1: has to dip his arm inside his pitcher because right now his main issue is getting the BB-8, but it's like a side <laughs> mission. Dips it in there, gives it, gives a cup to those two. Because there's cups everywhere too. And
0: then, so so the Punisher then takes a glass, passes to Steve Rogers, and Steve, um, then Punisher's like, you know, I have an idea. It might not work, but let's try it. (laughs) And for some reason, he has a super soaker because he has all every kind of gun imaginable.
2: (laughs) He takes a super
0: soaker out and he fills it with Kool Aid and he shoot the magic carp. And then yes, so him and both him and Steve Rogers now have these super soakers with Kool Aid and they're shooting at the magic carp. The magic carp are calming down too, and then they're like. I wonder if this will work on Unicron.
2: But what's the thing is the Magic Carp are all calmed down. They hit one, and Magic yeah. drinks of the Kool Aid. I don't know why he didn't do this before while I was in the Kool Aid. But he's in a state of frenzy. It's enough, it's enough to uh to to cause him to to go into an evolution.
1: Mm. Definitely so now,
2: so
0: now we have a Gyarados to deal with. <laughs> That's true. The The elixir of Kool-Aid has a different effect on well, Magikarp. Yeah, the Kool-Aid's reason. made
1: such a big waterfall effect, especially with the bullet flying everywhere. That And the Magikarp have gotten to the top of that, and you know what happens then. <laughs> Gyarados. Yeah, so,
2: so now there's Gyarados.
0: Yeah, this is <laughs> crazy.
2: Gyarados um, distracts Unicron enough. He's like, oh sweet, my minions are... My-. Why'd he choose Magikarp?
1: Because <laughs> <And like, laughs> there's so many of them.
2: He's like, wow, oh, my, minions, my minions are even stronger. And he distracts him enough to Stop, stop thinking about bb8 who unplugs from from a unicron so now he's 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 back to being good
1: okay but that doesn't solve the unicron problem yet
2: no it doesn't but so when but he was able to get some schematics from unicron Ooh. so, so now oh, bb okay. now bb8 knows what his weakness is which of course is a matrix of leadership i'm not quite sure how we're going to fit that in but we'll figure that out <laughs> a little bit later <laughs>
0: um okay but bb8 doesn't have any way of communicating with um a kool-aid man other than like the fact that kool-aid man's going towards him so Kool Aid man's going towards bb8 and um steve roger's like i just got this feeling we need to follow him <laughs> <laughs> so the my two guys are now following a kool-aid man towards bb8 and uh i, I it, think it's they're, they're, trying, they're trying to take out a bunch of Gyaradoses on the way. Yes, yes, and that's the way he's pinging them with his shield. Punisher shooting them with normal guns, not super soakers. Maybe he's got I nerf nerf guns now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if, I, I
2: don't know if you could take Gyarados out with a gun now.
0: So the magic cart goes in front of a a
2: Kool-Aid man. He just busts through that, ma- or not the magic or Gyarados busts through that Gyarados because he's on his mission. He's on his mission now. Yeah. So now there's like Gyarados guts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so the whole, Unicron the is starting to, to see that he's lost control of BB-8. Uh, the Kool-Aid man still hasn't quite gotten the Kool-Aid to him yet, though. So BB-8 is still not really, you know, he's still kind of in a daze or whatnot, right? So, But Unicron's there. It's just, his hand's busted up. He's got two hands though. He destroyed one, <laughs> the moon with one, if I remember right correctly. This thing, whole thing's been going crazy. I'm not sure if we destroyed the moon. We destroyed the moon, right? Yeah, I think yeah we, we destroyed can't. the moon. <laughs> All right. So his other hand's coming down. Um, he's trying to project, still trying to project his hate onto um, the Marvel characters, not realizing that one's drinking the Kool Aid and one just can't be hateful to begin with. So he's working really hard at that. He realized he's having a little bit of trouble, so now he's just going full force to try to get his hand to the earth. He's putting his hand Man. down. He's like, imagine, many Magikarp that are still on the earth, he's got under control, trying to take out. Um, and he's, he's getting pretty close because there's so many other things happening with this Kool Aid. <clears throat> so, how are we going to stop this? What's well, well meanwhile, BB
2: 8, now BB 8 knows his weakness. BB 8 goes back to his X Wing.
1: Unicron's Pops. like, I can these fools, I'm above <laughs> them. <laughs> so
2: so maybe it rolls back into his x-wing pops into the little socket and then he takes control of the ship because they can do that he starts like firing torpedoes and stuff at at uh, a unicron just to distract him at this point the kool-aid man reaches bb8 yes
0: yes and and then my my two guys are with him too
2: yeah so now bb has the kool-aid and uh poe dameron drinks of it (laughs) so now he's awake and he's like oh snap BB-8 tells him, Let's, tells basically gives him an idea of what's going on. He's like, "Hey, man, there's a giant robot. All oh, stuff like that we need this Autobot Matrix of leadership. Um, why don't you go down and get it?" So Poe Dameron's like, "All right, cool." <laughs> so he takes his X, takes off his X-wing towards Earth to try to find the Matrix of
0: leadership. The question is, does he make it in time? So we have the situation now is we have Captain America, the Punisher, and Kool Aid Man. They've just reached BB-8. And BB eight sent the X Wing Podameron and the X Wing on a mission to Earth to get the Autobot Matrix, correct? That's kind yeah, of the, the yeah. Magic so, Carp so, that are so, in the Kool-Aid so, Man. The
1: yeah, Magic so, Carp and the Kool-Aid Man are still a few of them are still there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 so
0: BB
2: eight is in the in the X Wing, headed back to Earth with Podameron. I mean, he I honestly he really doesn't even need po Dameron. he can fly himself. So. so he's on his way back to get through Autobot Matrix leadership. He's got to find that. So now that Kool-Aid Man's achieved his mission of getting um kool-aid to, to,
1: BB-8. to bb8 yes he's yes.
2: kind of chilling on unicron and steve rogers and frank cancel are also there because they were following him
1: so technically kool-aid man not only helped out bb8 but in a roundabout way he's also helped out yeah steve and uh punisher and also some of the magic cart yeah so all
0: right. So, right. so right now basically it's up to the punisher and captain america to keep unicron like busy until bb8 comes back with the 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 auto Autobot Matrix and the Kool-Aid Man can help too if he wants and to. And
1: Unicron's moving all over the earth though. Ooh. Really-
0: this is perfect. Alright. Um Frank Castle says, my kids used to play this game where I'd have to chase them around the house. So I have an idea. <laughs> hey Kool-Aid man, I want Kool-Aid. And Captain America's <laughs> oh, like I want yeah. <laughs> And Cat America's like, I want Kool-Aid and then they run all over Unicron trying to get oh, him to geez, bust yeah. through walls. Yeah. But but the problem is because of this
2: Kool-Aid man Has you know he he, he gets confused. He's trying to go in two different directions at once, and what they accidentally do is cause Kool Aid Man to split in half, and then he just like basically destroys himself accidentally.
1: Oh man! Yeah, yeah, so because he already has holes in his glass to begin. Yeah, so (laughs) Kool
2: Aid Man's out of the fight. He did his part, but he's gone now. Well, can we at least in the meantime,
1: Kool Aid is splashed everywhere, and that's also another thing Unicron has to deal with: is all this liquid going into (laughs) circuits and stuff. So another hindrance to him. So even Kool Aid Man continues to serve even in his death. And,
2: and and because of that and his distraction, you know, so now Unicron's distracted. Steve Rogers, Fred Castle are running around, shooting him, th- throwing their shield, just trying to do what they can to take him out.
0: Yeah, and I will, before you know, before Kool Aid Man exploded. Can we at least say he busted through a couple walls of Unicron? Oh yeah, obviously. Okay, okay, cool, cool. sweet. So he's <laughs> he's like on um, pin him a little bit, put some holes
1: in him, and smoke's yeah. starting to come out of Unicron's body, like on the movie right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
2: so while this is going on, BB-8 has finally reached Earth, and some, he's located the Autobot Matrix somehow. And so um, he convinces uh, Optimus Prime to give it to him. And so Optimus Prime hands it into the uh, – gives BB-8, and he gets put in the X-Wing. So now the X-Wing transforms into an Autobot. <laughs> yes. Oh, Controlled nice. Controlled like by bb I like that. <laughs> so now Autobot, X-Wing, BB-8 hybrid <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know.
0: What, I don't know what's going on, with Poa. This time, by this point, they go t- back to. Unicron. He's just on Earth still. He's like, "All right, cool." <laughs> just wow. He's like,
1: "Look at all these cool fish flopping around."
0: Yeah. He's like,
2: "What's going on with all these fish?"
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, he sees he sees an like in an abnormal amount of the Magic Carp flopping around, and he's kind of puzzled by it.
1: Meanwhile, meanwhile, Unicron's hand is still coming right down on Wakanda. <sighs> Wakanda's right in his grasp, so we got to hurry up here because Unicron's about to take out. Yep. All the vibranium supply on Earth. So, uh,
2: so, so, Autobot uh, X-wing <laughs> slash BB-8 reach Unicron, and then BB-8 um, opens the matrix.
1: You got then, the touch, dude. Yeah,
2: you. Yeah, some some pop music goes on. You've
1: got the power.
2: <laughs> and uh, Unicron explodes. Unfortunately, uh, wait, are Steve Rogers and Frank Castle still on Unicron? Because wouldn't that mean that they would be uh, taken out now?
1: Um, yeah, they lost their ride to unless they get on this yeah, X-Wing so,
2: so, so now they're gone everybody's oh. gone except for Magikarp
0: <laughs> on Earth <laughs> on Earth <laughs> and so Unicron's been defeated and punisher has been yeah. defeated
2: Coolie Man's been defeated BB-8's been defeated because he was on Unicron when it exploded when he exploded, yeah. is when oh, he exploded as well
0: and the Captain America's <laughs> been defeated but you know Poe Captain Dameron, America? <laughs> yeah it's been defeated so but Poe Dameron you know he he doesn't know all those guys very well, but he's like, you know, they they sacrificed themselves to save this little planet. You know, things are looking up, and then we pan scene, pan to a different scene, and you see waves, like gigantic waves. Little did these guys know that when Unicron struck out the moon, the tides were really affected, and now magic carp are absolutely everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> and then. We see a little thing that says "50 years later," and in the in the in the rubble of the Lincoln Memorial, we now see a statue of, <laughs>
2: oh, of, of Magic instead of Lincoln. <laughs> Magikarp, on the chair. Magic Carp
1: use splash,
2: <laughs> and the whole, the whole world. So the whole world has now been taken over by Magic and he comes to become, and says the winner and now he enslaves humans and puts forces in the fight just like they did to the Pokemon
0: (laughs) humans are put put the Pokeballs (laughs) human Pokeballs that's awesome and
1: unfortunately due to no fault of his own Poe Dameron is the first one that gets encapsulated in a human (laughs) yes (laughs) he Uh, wasn't even in this battle to begin with and now he's at the will and bidding of the Magikarp
0: and I I just pictured that like Poe, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> he goes out. <laughs> Poe's like, what would be if like a magic carp language should be like, magic
2: carp, magic carp, magic carp. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, pulls, he comes out. Poe's like, uh, what's going it on? <laughs> falls out of their
1: mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, this series that we've done, Unlikely Throwdowns, who would have thought back in the beginning when we chose our characters, that the grand champion of them all would be Magikarp.
0: Yes, and, and you know I think it's it's fitting. He's he's like you said, people underestimate him. He's a, he's the the weakest of all the Pokemon. It whatever took him
1: years and years and years, but he now owns he, the world. He persisted. He persisted. But wait a second, though. I just thought, if you, is Unicron's head now the Earth's moon? Yes, it has to be. Yeah. It has to so be, wouldn't obviously. this happen in the end, where eventually Unicron can reprogram himself and create himself again? And the Earth would have to worry about it again. But I guess if he's allies with Magikarp, maybe. okay, never mind. I'm he's joking. in cahoots with them. Now I'm going to be up thinking about all this stuff. Man. <laughs> but next time you look to the sky, maybe the moon will be Unicron's head.
2: Or, or he he forms so he transforms into a giant <laughs> Magikarp. Oh, dude, crazy! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Kool Aid Man went down <laughs> like a boss.
0: <laughs> I think tragic, really. For some reason, because Kool-Aid Man died in outer space, can there be a constellation that's the Kool-Aid Man's smile? His can we make, can we <laughs> his make that a his, glass
2: <laughs> from his- yeah, yeah, we can do that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and Steve and uh, Punisher, they, they thought they saved the Earth, but all they did was give it to Magikarp.
0: So that's a good example of you know, how everyone thought Magikarp was this good little fish, this good little Pokemon, but he ended up being a sinister villain in the end
2: well I mean you can't blame him. People made fun of him for, for made, yeah. made fun of Magikarp forever. Now he's just getting Seriously. it back. But you bring up a good point of like uh you know, sort of this sort of you know, polarization, you know, where if you go from good to evil or whatever like that. So what I'm thinking um for our next episode is sort of explore that a little bit. And I had this idea and I think I've i talked about it with you guys before about um I wanna do an episode on villains that are actually the good guy
0: yeah that's a cool idea i think it'd be good i'm down with that so how about we each pick a villain um or actually let's leave it up to our listeners if you have a villain in mind let us know and we can use that villain and if you think there's a villain that's actually a good guy one of us can we can talk about those ones i
1: can think of a few right now that's quite yeah. a bit.
0: i can think of everything from a from disney movies to marvel to you know all sorts of stuff so That'd be cool. I think it's a good topic. Well, so that's what we'll explore next time either for at least one episode, maybe two, depending on how many we get from our listeners or from our own minds. But uh, I think that'll be a good topic.
1: All right. So well, this next, has been, this has been a good time for sure. It's been a good series. I've been ha- pretty happy. I, I would with like this. to revisit this uh, series in the future. So, yes, I agree. Um, continue to think of people that could be involved with unlikely throwdowns.
2: Yeah, so any of our Three listeners shows. along with villains that are actually good guys, um, you know, <clears throat> because we'll probably readdress these sort of unlikely throwdowns again at a later time. We don't know when it'll be a little ways away, but if you have any ideas of characters that you think would be fun to watch fight each other, you know, put those in, you know, send those to us as well. And maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll use them in a future episode. Yeah.
0: That'd be, that'd be super. All right, gang. Till next time. Till next time. everyone thanks for listening to this absolutely zany but super fun episode of the brothers born podcast it kind of went off the rails there for a little while but we had so much fun doing it and we hope that you enjoy it as much as we did want to give a special shout out to i melt for letting us borrow his drawing of unicron you can see more of his work at instagram.com slash i melt you can also see his work at deviantart.com slash i melt so get online and check out more of his work The next episode, maybe the next two episodes, we're going to be talking about villains that are actually good guys. If you have an idea of a villain that fits that description, shoot us an email at brothersbornpodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook or leave a comment on our page. All right, thanks for listening. Catch you next time on the Brothers Born Podcast.